So you grow a bunch of hair on your back, though. Not a lot. A lot. No, it's well, not. It's not gross. Gross. Like my hair on my back. Yeah, you have I don't to tame it. That's why. It's not. <laughs> it's not thick it? and like. There's guys that I've seen. Like my father had. <laughs> like you could run your fingers through it. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. <laughs> Stop. And it Stop was thick. No, I'm, I'm doing both lats at once. <laughs> God. You could just so pretty gross. much. And I got, you know, my college roommate has a lot of hair on his, and he doesn't shave it. Stop. And it's on his shoulders. Just don't stop doing the hands. <laughs> so weird. Well, how else would you? Why are you rubbing his? Because you want to go, you want to touch the skin through the hair first. Like, like you don't want to just grab the hair. You want to kind of stroke the back as no, you're. I don't want to do any of those things. If you're a good massagist. Why you... are you massaging your hairy friends? I'm just saying, like, if you're going to touch hair on someone's back, don't hurt them. It's funny. That's the best guy. Funny, you know? Yeah. He's, he's goofy. But he ends up, I think they took him in, I think it was five grand plus some other bullshit. Five, I mean, come on. We accidentally brought a gun to the airport. <laughs> What's the big deal? Are we recording? Is Why is it such a big deal? These, I yeah. mean, you know how many times I forget shit? And then I got to now be overly cautious yeah. about putting so. <sighs> you know, I, I think Bruce Williams said it one time. But you should know. That your gun's in there? Yeah, like, I mean, I've had times where I had a pocket knife on me, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got to throw this in the car or something. Or I've literally left shit in a trash can at the and airport. And now it's water. This is how they've got you. Yeah, it used yeah. to be guns. Now it's like, if you have fucking water, you're a criminal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they'll that's, yell at you. That's ridiculous. Now that we've brought it down to... But you know what helps? To have the demeanor of somebody who's an idiot. I love it. Because, like, I went through the... I went through the I went through security and I had like all my electronics, right? Because I'm filming. So I, but I, I did the thing you take, I took the laptop out yeah. of the bag. I put it in the separate compartment. Then I ran my, uh, my backpack through and they were like, sir. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, what's up with all these electronics? And I was like, am I not allowed to have electronics? Like I was like, I just acted like completely cause I knew I had to pull them out, but I was like, I'm not pulling all these fucking things out. So I was just like, Oh, was I not? I haven't flown in a while. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> Next time, you got to bring out these electronics, just go. And they like just pointed at me, and they were just like, go. So was this Sarasota? No, this was in uh, Atlanta. Oh, okay. no, Tampa, sorry. Tampa. Yeah, yeah. We're going? Oh, we're on. We've been going. So the, like the TSA dog. wants to yell at you. They're so excited. That. I didn't say that. Oh, yeah. No, I They're just, so excited. They are. Well, Even when no one's doing anything wrong, yeah. and you're just standing there, and you know exactly what to do, <laughs> yeah. they got some guy that comes out and starts yelling. Yeah, yeah. And you're just watching him like, if this was real life, if this wasn't you being protected by the blue vest thing, mm. and you were like in a... Everyone would be like, what the fuck's wrong with this goof? It's, just a, it's, a, it's a position of authority, right? So you're going to go... Like, like, they have authority over you in that tiny moment of time. So they're gonna like use it. Like that's how it's they've done studies on it. It's you everywhere. Would be the worst TSA. I would be awesome TSA. No, you wouldn't, dude. You'd be like, shoes, sir, off. See, sir. I, here's the thing. I don't need that much authority. Oh, yeah, right. To be that much of a dick. 
I'm telling you, mall cop, <laughs> parking lot attendant. Yeah. Just something simple. Like, not even a big parking lot, like five spaces. <laughs> you know, even, and all the spaces are open. I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> what? I go, not an end space. <laughs> I mean, I, I would come up with more, and I would probably mean it. Oh, my God, I could see you doing this. I would mean it. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's sad when I, when me and Kelly do chores around the house. Yeah, yeah. I become absolute tyrant <laughs> about how to carry something, which way to lift it. Really? Yeah, I just can't help it. It is a deep complex from being beaten and, and told <laughs> how wrong I was when I did anything as a kid. Okay. And I, I got to let go of it. Yeah. I know I'm doing it sometimes, and I, and I beg her to tell me when it's happening. She goes, I hate doing anything with you because I do get a little, you know, please do not. Like, I don't even know if I can. It happened just the other day. We were carrying something, and I knew it was coming over me. I could feel the wave <laughs> of me going, you know, I don't, first of all, I don't want to do it. Mm. Secondly, as we're doing it, I feel like this, I'm being looked down at. Yeah. Like everyone's watching me. And so I have so to. So much is coming up. <laughs> this. Yeah. Because I can't, like, I can't even carry a tray of drinks to friends. Without feeling like, oh, they're using me. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, just the Why, errand boy? I don't, like, I don't know if I was tormented too much as I was doing chores. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're holding the hammer wrong. You don't know how to use tin snips. All these different things. <laughs> would cut, my cousin would beat me with all kinds of rules. You don't even know how to fold towels. Did your mother fucking, would you live in an, uh, you know, she never showed you how to fold a fucking towel. I mean, the kid would come at yeah. me for towel folding. Jesus. And these were in a closet that no one would see. So then imagine like <laughs> like trying to do something where you're working in construction or painting something and So anytime you're in charge, you just become that. No, I mean I've learned Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you admitted to it earlier. I'm just no, I'm not, circling. You back. said in charge. <laughs> it's only during certain chores. Like what? Like what chore? Physical stuff. <laughs> like every chore? <laughs> You not, just named every chore. But not mental. Like, mental's the things I'm okay with. What do you mean? Although I will stand behind her as she's typing <laughs> and watch the screen, so that might be bad, too. That's... But she doesn't want me at all yeah, yeah. helping or being around. Yeah, I could. I now, see. this has kind of uh, become a benefit okay. in many ways. Like, you get out of here. Mm -hmm. And then I just go, absolutely. And so then you don't have to do anything. Yeah. And then, yeah, I get to do what I want to do. So you just annoy her? No, it's not on purpose. It annoying sounds annoying very purposeful, <laughs> dude. I'm not gonna lie. Donnie, uh, no. Twos. Annoying would be like no. you know that you're doing it to someone. This is unconscious behavior. I'm being. There's it, a trigger. <laughs> okay. It's something. Yeah, yeah. So like carrying an ottoman, like we carried that chair right there. There's that that new chair that we brought in. Yeah, it doesn't look new. That's garage sale new. Garage sale new guy. New to here. It's going to be used <laughs> so, for sketches. That's why I bought it. Come on, don't chair. mock my chair. I'm not, I'm not mocking it. I'm just saying. But there was a certain way that it should be carried through that door. Now, any normal human would just tell me to go fuck myself. I was about to say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just drop the chair and break it in front of me. <laughs> Like if I was doing this to my buddies yeah. and I said, what the, what are you doing? They would just drop it, let it break and shatter <laughs> and never. Oh yeah. My friends would be like that. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. All right. 
So yeah, I have to work on that. Yeah. I have to work on that. So there's definitely no way you'd ever be a good TSA agent. No. I'm going to be real with you. No. I, I, well, here's the thing. They teach you, don't they, how to be better? No. Have you met those people? They, I feel like they hire people that used to work at the DMV. <laughs> They're just like, you know what you have a promising career in? Yeah. Being an asshole. <laughs> it, it, it does seem to, yeah. look, I have to go with saying the public is a pain in the ass to work with, number one. All right, you know this. Yeah. So I don't know if I could do any job for very long without getting an attitude about the public and and just yeah, everybody everybody's like this, right? Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. Mm-hmm. I'm I do it with comedy. <clears throat> like I know sometimes I even before I hit the stage I go this is going to be that kind of crowd and they they could not be that kind of crowd. Yeah. Maybe they're not going to be like that. But it's almost like you prejudge everything after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it happens only because I, it has to be it really what it is is that you're you're conditioned you're conditioned by something and you have to realize it's not going to happen this time let's hope it's not going to happen yeah, this time yeah. that's all like anytime you walk through tsa and you, nothing happens and everything's cool i'm like that was easy mm. right that's very you're surprised happy. you're surprised yeah but i'm telling you act like an idiot <sighs> confused and like like because they don't want to like go out of the way to help you you know what i mean and then they're like they, if they have to go out of their way they're just like just go it's the best i'm telling you i wish i could act like an idiot like a goofy terrorist would kill us all a good like a terrorist with like when a, i act like an idiot like i'll overdo the idiot yeah, yeah. when i overdo what the does that mean? <laughs> I, I just i can't pull it off because <laughs> my i'll start yelling at myself internally <laughs> <laughs> like don't don't even be an idiot for this guy yeah, yeah. and then i'll become the, the non-idiot yeah, yeah and then they go oh you were acting like an idiot yeah yeah i'm not normally like this that aloof <laughs> yeah. i understand everything i know exactly what's going on yeah. like i get self-conscious of being yeah the idiot it works it's almost like i can't do impressions for that reason i'm glad I'm not impressed. I'm very self-conscious about doing a pre- what If I started doing, I used to try to do the impression, and then I would realize while I'm doing the impression, I'm going to not be able to pull this impression off, <laughs> and then I would lose confidence in my yeah ability to do the impression. Sounds pretty standard of people that can't do impressions, though. I don't know. I've seen bad impressions, and they well, look you can confident. Hear how bad it is, but they look confident. Like I would admit, I I'd fall. I'd just let it collapse in the middle <laughs> of the impression. Do you ever get through it? Go to. Do you ever tell a joke and as the joke's progressing, you're like, I do not want to finish this joke. Oh yeah, I am done with this routine, yeah. and I have three more bits about it, <laughs> and just want to stop. Yeah. And the way I stop is I just go into monotone voice. Yeah, and then it's not funny. It's not funny. It's no. a self fulfilling prophecy. The mm-hmm. joke sucks. I fall on my ass, mm-hmm. and then I'm mad at them. <laughs> For making Didn't you see that I was trying to get out of that yeah. so I could get to this good stuff that I'm about to hate? Because <laughs> I hate all my act. You hate all of your act. <laughs> I hate my act too. I'm not gonna lie. I, I hate call. I hate that I can call it an act. I just yeah. my material. It's I've had the same material for so long. So now it's an act. Mm. I'm trying to like. I got some new stuff though. I got some new stuff cooking. I'm excited. <sighs> here's here's the the kind of progression of this. You hate your act. Mm. fuck it i'm not doing the act mm. i'm out of comedy i hate this shit too yeah. right and then you start getting depressed and you only have to bring you back 
out of depression is, oh, I got a new joke. Yeah, exactly. That's sick. We're sick. Oh, yeah, That's dude. mental. Oh, yeah. We're fucked up, I'm telling you. I do it, and I tell my wife, I go, I'm done with videos. Nobody watched it. I'm sick of videos. I go on this rail about how dumb everything is, mm-hmm. and then she just sits there, <laughs> stares at me, and, oh, so you're done with making videos? Yeah, I'm done. Fuck the videos, yeah. I was looking at jobs. <laughs> I was on Craigslist. I went on the on the section under gigs first. Because <laughs> yeah, I always do. Out of habit. Yeah, yeah I go, go, I'm qualified for a gig, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then there's no gigs on Craigslist except, you know, pretty attractive over 18 young lady willing to be photographed. That's the only gig that they ever have on Craigslist. There's no, hey, are you a comic? No. That no. is sick of their shit? No, no. You'd be great for our marketing company. Like, thank God there's nothing like this. Thank God. Oh, yeah, because you would have done it. Oh, my God. Thank God there's no allure to any other. You can't. Once you're in comedy, you are not qualified <laughs> for to do shit. No. You can't go anywhere else. You're you're basically hindered entirely. Like You've like, scarred yourself. Yeah, you can't. You can't not. You can't be a good employee ever again. You canceled yourself <laughs> the first time you became a comic. Because because you want to know why? I think it's a certain level of like, of like you you eventually sink into the mania of like I'd rather just be funny. Like you just want everything. You'd rather just do 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 funny. So like if you're an employee at a job and your boss is yelling at you, you're like, how can I just do a bit? Like you're right. not, you're not thinking like in those. Terms you're not helping anymore. the company. You don't yeah, care about helping no, the company not, at, all. at all. First of all, you didn't want to help the company. No, you're only there because you need money. You to need get money, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you don't understand why the business exists. Yeah. That's that's like the. <laughs> you start questioning it. You start questioning. You're like, I can make a business ten times. Like why? Than this. Yeah. How, how did they even make money here? And <laughs> yeah. people are doing this every day. Right, and then you start yeah. thinking in terms of how do I get back into comedy. Here's one thing too that's really bad is once you, if you ever do this, if you yeah. like sink into a job, yeah, yeah, and you do it for two, three, four, five months, yeah, yeah. And then you decide to go back into comedy, you will beat the fuck out of yourself for wasting three months of not <laughs> yeah, writing material. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I could have wrote material. I been Why didn't I just stick? Yeah, yeah. Right. So that happens like seven times within a five year period. Yep. And then you just start realizing. Get over the hump. Get over this. Yeah, whatever yeah. you're mad about. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be a comic. Yeah. You have no choice. <laughs> you're fucking held hostage. It's the mob. They're, you're yeah. not getting out. It's they're really. It's that's how it feels. Yeah. It is. It's there's no way to get out of it, and function normally again. So you might as well try. You might as well just keep going. Yeah. You're not gonna work at Office Depot. I know a lot of guys who do work though, like at an Office Depot or a shoe place yeah. or a crematorium. They hate it. Something. They fucking hate They it. hate their life. Yeah. Right? They're doing gigs on it. Like, I just talked to a guy that's doing gigs on the weekends, working all week, doing construction. Mm. And he's like 55. But he's completely defending <laughs> why he's got to work. Yeah. Which, I understand that. Mm-hmm. You got kids, whatever. But, yeah. he, but you know he's not happy. No, no. No, it, you could see it affect their act, too. Because they don't have as much... You know, like I think it's like eighty percent of your of your comedy career has to be dependent on comedy. Otherwise, you won't you won't like write. You know what I mean? You won't try to re- keep constantly reinvent yourself because like you won't have that fear, right? Of like, no, I have to get better. I have to evolve. I have to keep getting better. Otherwise, I'm gonna. It's die. war. I'm gonna starve. Yeah, yeah. You're on the front line. Mm-hmm. Now you can go in the office and get a job or become whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how this 
analogy is going to work. Yeah, I was like, why is it with war? I'm like, because it is war. I know comedy's war because we're fighting every day to kind of not get killed, right? Sure. Right? We're on the front lines. <laughs> and then someone says, hey, do you want to work in the administration building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah, okay. You're not a soldier anymore. You're still you're in, yeah. but you're not a soldier. <laughs> we're fucking soldiers, man. I just thought, imagine, like, if you're trying to go even further, it's like, then you're just at the water cooler imagining how you would take out this entire office front if you wanted to, how you would infiltrate. That's what I do as a comedian. I, like, I'll be, like, in an environment of, like, how can I make this funny? How can I, like, yeah. take this? During your work yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, if you don't take that and make it funny, all you're doing is fucking off. Yeah, like, you're you, you never used it for actual stage time. No, 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 no. See, I could appreciate a guy, and I would be respectful of a person who said, I'm going to get a job as a dishwasher just for material. <laughs> now, I've thought about this. That's, that's the only way you the can only... respect them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Are you researching a role? I'm sorry that, yes, I'm, I'm Jim Carrey. I'm going to immerse myself. In these dishes. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a dishwasher soon <laughs> in a movie. And I'm going to go full fucking, whatever they call that acting mode, that acting technique, method acting. acting. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to go through the struggles. I'm actually going to probably have a, a family, you know, in a, in a trailer. And I got to go back to them. And I'm going to be the whole person. Just method acting all the way through. Complete. I am now just imagining like a Burger King and then just Jim Carrey. Like, so how do you wash the dishes? Right. So how do you scrub it? Like. Read about this role? Fuck that. Put me in the pit. No, 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 no. No, no, See, if you, and that's the only way I ever made it through those jobs. Yeah. Is by saying, eventually, I'm going to get out of this job. I don't think there's a lot of people who want to do those jobs. Uh, no. So you have to kind of yeah. imagine yourself outside of those jobs. The funniest thing is, like, to me, like, the American dream is, like, work hard enough so you don't have to work. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, yeah, the American dream for mo for people that are born in America, I think, are is like delegation. Work hard enough to where you don't have to work and do back backbreaking shit and struggle. Every immigrant learns this. It's not like an American thing. It's it's just the way that it happens. If you're always busting your ass and you find out that you could hire somebody and still make money, and then you hire two more people and make yeah. more money, you go, What what am I doing? Yeah. Now that's hard, by the way. Trying to delegate or hire employees. It's difficult as fuck. For me, I would be like, right, like, I just would rather do it myself or not make the money. So I thought it was a cool idea for a sci-fi movie where I think I was talking about it. I was, I was going to tell you about it before I left the other like, last podcast we did. And uh, it's this idea. And I, the funniest part is I, was, I thought of it while I, was, while I was doing the podcast. So not not that I. So you were out. fucking off. Yeah, I sounded out a bit, but daydreaming. Daydreaming. But uh, it's an idea yeah. where like you would essentially clone yourself to work for yourself, mm. and then you would eventually it would create this like fucked up capitalist uh, point where people are literally like selling their clones to other people because like they have like this like advanced genetic code and stuff and they're a superior being so like their model of of clone is better is more expensive is the luxury model of, of clone and then yeah and then like you just so have you, this would be a, a world themselves. where you actually would judge the clones 
It would be a world where it would be hard to find the original. This is kind of like a Michael Keaton movie. I don't know. Michael Keaton from SNL? No. (laughs) Michael Keaton from uh, the the mom, the dad mom movie. Yeah, Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Why was why, why Michael? He Keaton made a clone movie like that. Did he? Really? Where he had three clones that did different things for him. Yeah, but was it like watered down? It wasn't. Or yeah, it wasn't your exact idea. It wasn't a capitalist idea. You no, I just imagine it, it creates a whole society where you're just like you're at the Apple Store, but like a version of the Apple Store, but instead of the Apple Store, it's like the Clone Store, and you're like literally shopping for, for other clones. people's clones. Yeah, to to work for you to for you to use like the clones that have no the clones become secondary. Why do we need clones? Why can't I just go to a store and buy humans? The clones. Well, that's the point. The clones become second class citizens, and like the real monetary value in humanity is the ability to print yourself. Mm. So you're you're like imagine if you could like imagine if you could have your own I don't know like Elon Musk to program your computer. You know? I'm lost on this. This is a very deep. It's wild, right? No. Oh. Just- <laughs> I'm just lost. You're just shitting on I'm, my No, because I'm not sure. The funny thing is I'm looking at Donnie's the, face. If the, he's, I think he gets it, which is scary for me. <laughs> what do you mean? That you two are in sync. Just imagine you could just go buy yourself an idiot savant. But is it me I'm buying? A version of me? No. You can. Or a version to, of somebody else. Well, it just becomes, once again, it becomes manufacturing costs. How much does it cost for you to clone yourself versus how much you sell yourself for? Do you understand what I'm talking about? So like, He doesn't understand what he's buying. But I'm in a store. So you could essentially buy... So we have brands. It's trading clones. Like, like, for example, instead yeah. of Polo, we get the Mike Stevens clone. And Michael Jordan clone, too. Oh, so we can, oh, more expensive. Okay, so we can buy clones of... Yes, of anybody you want. Whoever's selling. Whoever's selling. And then, that's what I'm saying. It, it'd be a movie, so then there'd be people who like refuse to clone themselves. They want to be like the naturals. And right. you have like all these people that are like spreading out their genetic code so much they're barely human. You know? So it'd be interesting. When we get to that point where we start selling our codes and creating these beings, yeah, we're gonna have a housing shortage. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with what could yeah. happen. Yeah, that's because unless these beings can just not stand, oh no, that's or not problem. not sleep. Yeah, they can just stand in a corner. It turns a scary. It turns <laughs> it turns evil. Yeah, it's the whole plot is evil. That's the point. Where you don't have to take care of these clones. They're, they're not people and. In like, they just become yeah statues at night, or I mean, they don't it's sleep. Or, it's basically slavery. but they're not, but they're not real. They're consumable. They're because they don't have a soul. They are cons- their commodity. But they don't have a soul, so you can. They you do can, have a soul. That's the problem. But they're not legal humans. Because <laughs> yeah. you could like you could beat the fuck out of one. That's the point yeah. for fun. Like yeah. you, yeah, I need a boxing clone. That's where I would have yeah. And then it becomes evil. Yeah, because you can never because once again because it looks as if. Yeah. You're you wouldn't value them burning a human, but it's actually no, it's just a clone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it's a clone of uh, Joan of Arc. We bought it for fun for a party. It's a Joan of Arc burning party. <laughs> like you're using the clones for a real well because this I've gone way beyond practical purposes. <laughs> no, now okay, you can you tell what you write all the scenes that involve <laughs> the evil shit. It's not evil if you want to have a Joan of Arc party. No, that's a genius. I, I like the idea. Like that, that that'd be like cinemata- cinematography behind that, and like the scene setup for that would be epic. You can write those that kind of shit because your mind goes there fairly, and I'll write like the the exoskeleton. I mean, I had a whole okay. bunch just now. I know. I can tell you. I wanted to hold back because I'm like, yeah. oh god, that's religious. The Joan of Arc. I don't want to really get in. We're having a Joan of Arc burn party. We have a clone. 
just like Joan and everyone like, and here's the problem, like right before the burning, yeah, like Donnie comes over and he's like, he falls in love with Joan. I'm like, no, we're burning her <laughs> in like an hour. You fucking idiot. Don't even start with you. I'm in love with Joan. No, this one's perfect. Right. He falls in love with every clone we get. Yeah. So these are like sex dolls. I didn't go there, but yeah, eventually. So you could do, that that's where happen. it all goes. That's where it's, that's what would happen. Yeah. This whole, we're, we're getting to the virtual reality and then the dolls are loaded, I guess, with I, the virtual. No, no, no. They, they're loaded with, instead of a computer. How, how does it, how does this work? Just, if you had a, because I. You're just saying virtual a lot. I'm just saying. Because, to connect the dots. Yeah, because if you're wearing <laughs> the hat and the eye goggles and the glove. I thought you were about to say if you're wearing the clone. No, no, no. Like, Jesus. He's taking this so far out of the box. I don't know. Where to, well, yeah, uh, I guess you could wear the clone. No, 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 no. Like if you did a scene from <laughs> Silence of the Lambs and you could scrape the clone's face off. Oh my God. And put it on your face. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uses. Yeah. No, I'm saying the virtual reality is getting to the point where you don't know where you're at or who you're with. It's confusing with reality. So now you can create, right, some type of silicon model of a human. Then the next thing would be cloning. Well, cloning already exists. It's We're illegal. not cloning. Are we cloning humans somewhere illegally? We have. Like they, Brazil's doing it? It's cl it's illegal. I know it's illegal, but it doesn't stop people. It does not stop people. So I'm sure cloning exists. It's not right? mainstream crime yet. The problem is they haven't been able to clone a human successfully because it's human. The human that we know of. That we know It's not mainstream crime yet. Right. It's not, but nobody fair. thinks it exists. I'm sure there's some clones out there. What's fair? That it's not mainstream? It's not a mainstream crime yet. But it is a crime? Yeah, it just you don't hear about it. Like, well, is there a law somewhere? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't even know how to do it. I, th I believe there's a That's world. The point. I believe there's an international law. Of, uh, I guess no cloning. cloning of sheep. We've cloned sheep. You can clone animals for. for so we tests. have cloned the sheep. I, I didn't we kind of vote against that at first? No sheep cloning. Then they said, <laughs> "Fuck it, we're gonna clone a sheep." I thought you said. They just said, no, we can fuck it instead. No. <laughs> I don't understand that. In in Florida, maybe, yeah. So we clone a human. We could. Illegally in a basement. And it's like a Dr. Frankenstein thing. Or it just comes out as the clone. You know, what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm saying. But this is modern day Frankenstein. It's not, it doesn't look like Frankenstein. It looks like whatever. Well, apparently, I don't know, Don, if you can find some like quick data on it. But like, apparently cloning is not that hard. Like the science, like they've been doing it for a while. Like, or yeah, 1996 was the first time they attempted it. So it's like, are they cloning organs? They, is this, is this what they're trying the to? The problem is, there's, they're not allowed to do anything. They can't research it. They can't, like, they basically stopped it because it's unlawful. Therefore, that you can't, like, legally get grants for it. You can't do study it under very scrutinous um, laws. You can study that, it. By the way, it is not, uh, there is no federal law to clone. Yeah. Really? <sighs> because we don't we don't have it. it. It's almost like creating a law for something because it doesn't exist yet, right? We don't know how to do it. If we knew how to do it, someone did it already. I think they've already broken through the science. Someone did it. They can clone a sheep. I believe they can clone a human. I mean, I mean, it's. I feel like it might be a little more complex. But I have not been successful at taking like a piece of a plant, and then you know how you, you see like. I just don't remember how it's actually done, graphing. but graphing, grafting, <laughs> grafting, grafting, 
You know, you take. Say it with him now. I'm just saying, grafting <laughs> a plant. You know, I've cut a piece of a plant. What and then the I put fuck it in, does that have to do with anything? Because I can't even make a new plant from an existing plant. But that's you. And now you're telling me I'm going to have to learn how to clone <laughs> Well, yeah, if you want more Carmen's out there. I'm just saying you, you could expedite your workflow. I don't I don't think I need any I don't think I here's what I want. Dude, imagine if you had multiple Carmen's. I this is not exciting me. This dates. whole thought. Can they make just like a clone of good hair? Like if I can just Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to go through that whole cutting of my hair and then planting it into my forehead. I just kinda wanna like wipe it on <laughs> and then you start looking in the mirror. And all of a sudden, it's like time-lapse photography when you're watching like a little seed. You ever see a little seedling? Chia pet? Yeah. yeah. And they show you how it's coming out. I just want to see, whoo. And I go, holy smokes. Your hair's back. And I got hair. When did you have hair? I had I'm hair trying to find your picture. Right there. There's right one. There. I had hair there. when it started? When I started losing my hair, I remember in college, I would like <laughs> scratch my head. So I knew I had something going on, itchy. My head was itching. Now, later on in life, you find out it's some type of sebum or some type of whatever the fuck is going on. Sebum. I, I know it's a word. It's a word connected <laughs> with the follicle. Okay? okay? So it's something. Okay. And if you scratch my head enough mm-hmm. <laughs> over a book, okay, okay, you can hear things falling onto the paper. <laughs> so I go, there's something happening here. <laughs> That's called dandruff, dog. Whatever it was, and then I could see hairs. Yeah. So I was losing the hair. We lose hair, though. Like We lose like 100 I know, but hair. if you don't replace it, <laughs> then it goes away for good. Did you just replace it when you were younger? I couldn't. My hair would not replace. I'm losing, say I'm losing 132 f- follicles, hairs, and I'm only bringing back 99. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I got some time before it all goes away. <laughs> But what what is uh, hair loss? Hair loss is just genetic, like right? It's just like we don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. We can fucking clone, but you can't tell me why I'm losing hair. It's too much testosterone. No, I believe it's too much tea, right? I don't. You go bald earlier. Yeah, I know I have a lot of tea, and but they should be able to fix it <laughs> and grow it. So you grow a bunch of hair on your back, though? Not a lot. A lot. No, it's well, not. It's not gross. Gross. Like my hair on my back. Yeah, you I don't tame it. That's why. It's not, it's not thick it? and like, there's guys that I've seen, like my father had, like you could run your fingers through it. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. <laughs> Stop. And it Stop was thick. No, I'm, I'm doing both lats at once. <laughs> God. You could just so pretty gross. much, and I got, you know, my college roommate has a lot of hair on his, and he doesn't shave it. Stop. And it's on his shoulders. Don't stop doing the hands. It's <laughs> so weird. Well, how else would you? Why are you rubbing his? Because you want to go, you want to touch skin through the hair first. Like, like you don't want to just grab the hair. You want to kind of stroke the back as no, you're. I don't want to do any of those things. If you're a good massagist, Why you. Why are you massaging your hairy friends? I'm just saying, like, if you're going to touch hair on someone's back, don't hurt them. Massage it. Because <laughs> they're never going to let you touch the back again. <laughs> a... Usually, if you do something nice, oh, they don't mind. And I always do it nice first because eventually there's going to be a time where I'm just going to yank it. 
they don't even know. They'd be like, oh, he's, he's got great hands. He's just going to do that. <laughs> and then I come up on you because I was waiting. I would wait. I lay in wait to do that to you. Uh, okay. I guess that's how I would do it in your own, on your own head too. You know, the finger thing. What do you mean? If I was going to go through your hair. <laughs> they spread the fingers. Yeah, yeah. It's like my dog. My dog has so much fur. <laughs> yeah. And for me to get through the knots yeah. and comb and lift and get underneath and the dander, you gotta know what you're doing. But I, I really think if we can grow humans, we can grow hair. But hair that would crawl up your face and know exactly where to go. You see this V on my forehead that's missing hair? Yeah. See this? The skin's different here. Yeah. I've examined it. That's where it goes. <laughs> I can draw a line here and kind of con you from a distance that it looks like there's something there. But, but as soon as you get close up. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people tattoo their head. You can do that. Like, your hair can be can be replicated. It can be faked. I can get that hair if I wanted. <laughs> what you, okay, what so you, don't act like... What do you mean? Don't act like, oh, I'm because I'm so jealous of hair that you're like now giving me. Do you want do you want me to donate my hair to you? No, I'm saying why don't we why don't we fix that? We're sponsored by hims now, apparently. That shit don't work. That's our first that you know look that is another conning. It's a small percentage of minoxidol. It's not I've looked at that. Everyone anyone who's serious about hair loss. Google's every morning <laughs> breakthrough in hair loss. Okay, that's someone who's serious about hair loss. Oh my god! Okay, so you tried it. You put it in there. You hit news, and if there's nothing, and then you see, oh, some bullshit company wants to yeah. make the younger generation now who hasn't been googling or doesn't research. I've been through it all, pal. I did the hat. I did the whole brush thing, the electrostatic. I, <laughs> I, I, I had the, I had the, I had the shit from GNC, the MD80 that they made you rub in your head. It was sticky as fuck, and they're so like, it's "Oh, it's all, gonna grow." It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Wow, it's all bullshit. Thank God I found out early, after driving downtown Cleveland. Yeah, believe me, they'll charge you. Like at that time, it was a hundred bucks a month. Now, I was making three hundred a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't need hair that bad. <laughs> and then, of course, my cousin who has no hair and just like wisp of this shit and nasty hair, he has no problem with how he looks. And then you go, I want to be that guy, <laughs> just because because he doesn't care. So you learn. Yeah, yeah. Like I think if you can learn to deal with how you look, mm-hmm. and the way to train yourself is to make yourself look worse. What do you mean? Just give up? No. Consciously make yourself look like shit and go out in public and see if what happens. And then you train yourself. It's a resistance thing, right? Everything is resistance. Right, right. <clears throat> so if you don't feel like you're having a problem, you're, you have a problem with how you look. So you go out in public, not great. You don't have any effect. Like no one's like. Oh, look at that guy. Doing this shit, or they're, they're not yeah. trying to go, oh, this guy's weird, or this guy's got... And you realize, no one gives a fuck about how you look. Yeah. So how do I adopt that? How do I adopt it? How do I realize that? I have to go out there. Just like shit. In a position that I know I look worse than I normally look. Mm-hmm. Then I get home. 
I take the, you know, the, the black stuff off my face and the fake scar and the, you know, the, like there's wax by my ear, anything that I've done. Yeah. Or he matted my hair down yeah. and I come back and I fix myself up and to look who I, like I really am. And I go, you look pretty good. Now he made myself look better. That might be a move. That might work. It is a move. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, no, it doesn't work. No, it's, it's a move. There's a lot of different moves. Like say you are interested in a girl, mm-hmm. right? You never hit on the girl. Never. Mm-hmm. You hit on her friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? We all know that move. Yeah. And this way, you have no, like, emotional attachment. It's like when you go buy a car. Mm. Don't go buy a car. <laughs> Send your buddy okay. in there with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, go in with him. Yeah, yeah. Have him look at the car, go through the motions. He has no, he don't give a shit about your Corolla. Right. He, he doesn't even want it. Now you're getting free popcorn the whole time. You're getting drinks from the dealership. The salesmen are all out there. You got the finance guy talking every, like you're the big wig. Yeah. And the whole time he's never buying the car. Right. And then what do you do? You just hang. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought, I thought it was a strategy. What? Well, you come back again. <laughs> you, you don't ever buy it the first time, by the way. Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I did this for my mother-in-law, for my sisters, for my mom. Mm-hmm. I would go buy their car. Because I was a comic and I didn't have nothing to do. <laughs> when you have zero to do, people don't believe you have nothing to do, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, they're in here for a reason. Like, I used to hear this when I sold cars for a month in Cleveland. Anyone that comes through the door is just not coming in to browse. They're here to buy a car. Right. I wasn't. <laughs> I was there to browse and to get the popcorn. Because <laughs> they have popcorn. And Chewy Granola Bars, they have all kinds of stuff at the dealership. They do, yeah. Sometimes. In the service area, they have water. They have... Go to Honda oh, yeah. right now, and you could get... You could fill up. <laughs> it's homeless training. You could eat there. You could sit in air conditioning. They have Wi-Fi. No, no one asks you a fucking question. Really? Do you have a car here, sir? <laughs> no. I got here through your shuttle bus that picked me up. <laughs> And it's going to bring me back to my location tonight because no one's asking any fucking questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could live off the dealership for weeks. Let's do that. Want to try? And film it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we could document it. <laughs> yeah, we could document it. Just document it. Well, well, we'll say like, we'll do it like this. You're, it's my first time ever buying a car and you're like filming it. You know what I mean? Sure. We're doing a big shoot. I mean, I'm not ever lying to them when I'm in there. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I'm not lying. Like if, they, if somebody comes up to you, is like, "Sir, uh, has anybody helped you or anything?" Or do nope. you need help? No one's helped me. <laughs> That's it, and it did it, then it begins. <laughs> and then the chaos begins. Then it all starts. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, you've tied up a multi-million-dollar business. <laughs> For hours without them ever making a profit. You're taking test rides. Yeah. Can we try the pilot? And by the way, I'm not getting in unless you cool it off first because yeah. I'm not getting in a hot car. Could you? I'll be in the dealership eating popcorn. Once the car cools, come and get me. They'll do just about anything <laughs> without you showing any credentials. There are no credentials. You're just well, sometimes they want to see a driver's license if you're going to drive it. And I always 
Can you just, I, I don't have any idea how this car, <laughs> I just would like to ride it and feel it, hear the stereo. Do you make them drive sometimes? Absolutely. <laughs> You're in a bad position if you drive, then they're in the back seat and they can see you and they got plenty of time to write shit down and call the dealership and yeah, discuss yeah. and strategize, put them in a position of them being on the defensive, the traffic, pedestrians, yeah, yeah. you know, they need gas, you know, make them go on a route that they normally don't go on. I, well, Bell. we usually go down this way and then we make a right. I go, don't make a right here. Just keep going. And then Jeez. they're off. Oh yeah. I don't go on their routes. Why? You never I need to go. I need to experience this. I need to go with you. And if you're going to trade in a car, they always, laugh, so. they always, here's the deal that they always said to us. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is the same anymore, but they would try to make you feel bad about your car mm -hmm. to get you to buy the new car. So how's that a uh, 73 Monte Carlo working out for you? Right, right. Because right? they, they know you're here because it's got rust and then there's something mm -hmm. leaking from it. Well, our service, our used car guys will take a look at it and we'll give you an off on it. So they take the keys and they bring it to the used car guy, right? He's in the back. Now they got your fucking keys. Yeah, so you can't, you leave. can't leave until right. you get the keys back. I never give up the car. I'm not trading it in, mm -mm. but I am. <laughs> and it's going to be a ball bust at the end when yeah. they try to figure that number out. <laughs> right, right. I don't give them any information, yeah. nothing. And then it works in your favor the entire time. Sometimes I will take one of their cars if I do drive and I'll drive to a different dealership <laughs> and look at cars while I'm driving their car. I've done that. They, there's no law against it. Yeah, yeah. You can go from Honda to Toyota in a Honda. <laughs> And then they're going, what's the Honda out there? I'm thinking about buying the Honda. Now there's pressure on Toyota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the way that Accord drives. Yeah. Oh, the camera's just as good. Okay. Well, they're offering me this over here. All right. Well, I'm going to leave the Accord here. I'm going to take the camera. <laughs> now I got cars all over the... I take them home. You can take them home. I always take them home. They just drive home real quick? No, no. I, can I take it overnight? All the time. Do they really? Yes, I take it overnight. You, and this happened because they offered this it. This is your me. new fucking TV show. This is your new TV show. Well, this is why Carvana is sneaking in. Yeah. I realized that when I drove by the Carvana building the other day. Mm -hmm. Have you seen those, right? Yeah. The giant vending machine of yeah, cars. Machine, yeah. By the way, who there's no cars in them right now because they can't get the fucking chip from China. All the cars. Have you looked at the, uh, the, the, the car lots recently? No. Go drive by Kia, drive by Toyota. They're missing. Half the lot. Why? They can't get cars because there's a supply chain issue. Uh. Can't get the chip. One tiny fucking piece is holding up cars all over the world. Wow. All right. So, and all the cargo ships that are off the coast of California that they won't let dock for some reason. This is going on right now. Wow, so, you can't get a fucking car. Your used car has jumped up in value by 20, 30%. Wow. All right. So, right now it's hard. And then Carvana. When I drove by, I'm looking. I go, the vending machine's empty. They are out of peanut M and M's. You ever go to a vending machine and you like the, the best thing is gone? Yeah, yeah. This is what's going on with Carvana. They got one piece of shit. Yeah. Sonata, and the rest of them are missing. Wow. But the whole experience with Carvana is you don't have to deal with dealerships. Yeah, but then you're not going to be able to get a good price. The price is higher. Yeah. But people have been willing to skip the bullshit and buy directly from someone. So how does it work? You scan your credit card, 
No, no, you don't. They deliver it. I think this is what I've seen with the commercials. I've never talked to anyone from Carvana. I have no idea how it works. On the website, yeah. You go on the I website. just seen they'll actually let you return the car, but there's a premium. There's a premium. Now, my question is, you need to get a dealer's license. If you're a caddy dealer in Sarasota or Tampa, you have that territory. How is Carvana sneaking in and getting a new car in your territory? Unless there's a deal between Carvana and the local dealership, which I imagine that's what's going on. Probably. I don't know how it works yeah, at no, all, but but it's less fun. Let's go and be like, let's just ruin their businesses. <laughs> but we don't want to get a bad reputation from our followers. <laughs> We're not here to ruin. I love business. I love the, I really do. I, I, I enjoy it. But if you're going to take advantage of the consumer, then my job is to stop you. Number that's one. So, that's your show, Carmen. We figured it out. I'm like the guy from the 60s that invented the seatbelt. No, I'm serious. I think we figured out your show. That, what was that guy? What? The consumer guy that Ray... God, I wish his... The guy that... Uh, he didn't invent seatbelts, but he was like... He was very prominent in the 60s. God, I can't think of his name. Consumer guy, right? So he's on your side. Yeah, yeah. Which he probably wasn't. <laughs> yeah, bro. Right? Looking back. No. Right. And I'm not trying to be like eight on your side. I'm not an investigative <laughs> reporter. I do this for my own pure pleasure and for the, the fact that I've been taken advantage of by multiple companies. Mm -hmm. So now I need to go figure out, okay, what can I get back? Like, you think I haven't got stung by these dealerships? Hmm? I believe it, man. Buying cars and then they break within like a day after the warranty's over? Yeah, what's up with that? How do they do it? How know. do they do it? It's like a kill switch or something. There's something, and they didn't they didn't tell you about some other issue. Like the car business, it's it seems so. You got to have a very cold heart, knowing that you're selling a car with something, either a alternator, a compressor that's about to go, mm -hmm. but you just sold it to another sucker. Yeah, because He's driving it out the door right now. Overpromising, underdelivering. It's the key to selling. It's just, you know, it's that whole buyer beware, right? Buyer beware. Be careful. So you should get the best deal possible. You should really never feel bad when they come out and they go, oh, we're not making no money. Look at the sheet. Yeah. Look at the profit. I go, let me see the other sheet. Let me see your spiff, because they call it the spiff, that they're getting kickbacks from the, the manufacturer. Like if they sell 30 cars of that model for that month, hey, everyone gets a trip to Hawaii. Let me yeah, see the spiff yeah. deal. Let me see, you know, all these things. Yeah, exactly. Don't try to tell me. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, you just fucked over like 90 people, and I'm the only guy that's ever given you a headache in the last two months. Yeah, fuck. Let me give you the headache. Yeah. Huh? Don't you think you deserve a little headache? Let's do It's time. All dude. the easy deals that you just got? Here comes headache. There's the name of the show. Here comes headache. Here comes headache. Dude, we just wrote a show. I am a headache. Oh, God, here we go. Now I get to perspective again. <laughs> Cut it off. Cut the fucking podcast. I'm just saying, in a bakery, I could be a headache. <laughs> and that's what we'll, we'll continue next week, guys. Are we done? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>